It's less than one week into All Hallows' Eve, and I hope you have your costume ready and are hoping to... If you don't want to consume any candy, you can consume the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast Ooh, and live stream only available on twitch.tv slash daydreamer media. And here's the spooky live stream podcast recording now. Welcome into the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. I'm your host, JJ, and that was Keone with the spookiest intro of all. Yes, indeed. Hey, Patricia Ian is also here. What up, guys? Are you guys the type of people to dress up for Halloween? It depends. Like, say you had to go into work. I know not all of us here have to go into work, but if you did, would you be the type of person to dress up and go into the office? I think it depends on the vibes. Like, although to a certain extent, I think it can go either way. Which one, yeah, if people are like, yeah, dress up, whatever, I might be inclined to do that. But also, if it's like, if 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 you don't think anybody's going to dress up, but there's no like strict like, no, we're not going to dress up, and like, oh, you don't have to deal with clients or whatever, anything like that. I might just be like the one person to dress up. (laughs) To be like, yeah, screw you guys. This is I'm making my own fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, So yeah, I mean. I would say more than likely, yes. I think I'm the opposite. Yeah, no, I, I don't want to. I really don't ever. Now, come Tuesday, I will not dress up for work because I'm I work from home. Yeah, yeah. and so that just seems kind of pointless. Yeah. That'd be funny though if you had a Zoom. <laughs> I work in the type of office where, like, five people will dress up, mm. and the rest of us will just be wearing our normal clothes. Anybody, Charlie yeah. Chaplin? Nope, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I work with kids, so it's almost expected of me to dress up. Hey, so, you know, fair. I usually do. I have to dress up twice. Oh, that sucks. Actually, interesting. Do, two different costumes or the same costume twice? No, same costume twice. I'm too lazy. Ah. Or if anything, yeah, I'll, I'll throw like last year's back on. <laughs> fair, fair. All right. Just a reminder: teams on by this week. None. There are none. So everyone's playing. Weird NFL, but okay. Good, good job, NFL. <laughs> uh, the Bucks and the Bills play tonight, Thursday night game. So if you have any of those players in your flex, go ahead and get them into your starting lineups. The Chris Godwin, the Mike Evans of the world. Let's get into some news. All right. First little bit of news. Saints wide receiver Chris Olave was arrested. And ah. we don't really know. No, I just, I just love that. There's just, do you know, like I work for the saints Oh, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay. I play for the saints and yeah, the cop and yeah. And, yeah. Uh, that was so that good. Was pretty funny. Good job. Good try by him. Yeah. I mean, uh, speeding was, yeah. going way too fast. So, um, rightfully so, mm. um, but wasn't was under the day, influence. Though. Yeah. It wasn't under the influence of anything. So, um, he was out. I don't know if he was practicing on Wednesday, but he, he was out. Yeah, he uh, play. Yeah. yeah, I expect him to play. I don't, unless the Saints punish him, I don't think he gets suspended or anything by the NFL. Saints running. Fined. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Saints running back Alvin Kamara missed Wednesday's practice with an illness. Just something to keep an eye out on. Um, Cardinals placed tight end Zach Ertz on IR. Oh, no. Yeah, so. It's all about Musgrave then, I guess. For the for the Packers? No, I, I mean, um, what's the guy? Or, no, I, Trey I, McBride? I, McBride, that's who I'm yeah. thinking of. I'm Trey mixing McBride. up my white tight ends. I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. Uh, the Cardinals quarterback, Kyler Murray, was a full participant in Wednesday's practice. Uh, good news. Remember, he's on IR. They opened his 21-day uh, active window, so they can keep him on IR for a couple more days or activate him at any time. So has a chance of playing this weekend. We'll see. Uh, stay tuned for, for mm-hmm. more at FF Daydreamers on all social media. Lions re- released wide receiver Marvin Jones. Uh, Tough, but I mean, about time. He, he wasn't yeah. doing anything for fantasy. Um, and I didn't even realize he was on the team. He <laughs> was, he was big last year for the, for the Jags, but hasn't been doing much for the Lions this year. I mean, I'm sure he'll find some team to, to end up on. Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill is expected to miss this week dealing with an ankle injury. It looks like it's going to be Will Levis. Yeah. I was going to say, cause you cannot put um, Malik. Uh, Wait, get this. Rabel said that both quarterbacks will be playing if Ryan Tannehill misses time. Well, Will Levis okay, will get the start, but Malik Willis will be playing. This sounds okay. like this sounds like Ryan Tannehill is like, ah, my ankle's a little tweaked, and Rabel's like, you're sitting, you're injured, you're sitting, <laughs> yeah. and we're yeah. doing a little tryout for who gets your spot. <laughs> Fair, it mm. does. It does seem like that. Bills tight end Dawson Knox is out this week dealing with a wrist injury. That's good for Dalton Kincaid. I yep, guess. I think I think you can start start Dalton Kincaid a great streaming option this week. Mm-hmm. Browns will start PJ Walker at quarterback in Week Eight as Deshaun Watson is out again. Okay, like just I who knows? That's so weird. That situation's I, so weird. Yeah, I, I mean. I think Browns fans are starting to come around like the rest of us that no one really likes Deshaun Watson. What? <laughs> so they paid him. They certainly paid him a lot they, of money though. They not, did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, running back Jerome Ford for the Browns didn't practice on Wednesday. He's dealing with a low grade, high ankle sprain. He's expected to miss this week and possibly next week. Hmm. So a cream hunt, cream hunt to start. Yeah. Colts running back Zach Moss didn't practice on Wednesday. Reason undisclosed. Hmm. So that definitely factors into something we'll talk about later. Fair. Bears running back Roshan Johnson practiced in full on Wednesday, though he remains in concussion protocol still. Interesting. So um, I'd, I'd expect him to play this week because it's been like two weeks. I think yeah. now this is going into like the third week. Um, so yeah, him and. Uh, Foreman? Dante Foreman. Still Foreman's backfield, right? You think? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, for sure. Are you are you scared to play Foreman because if Roshan Johnson comes back or you're no. still starting him up? Yeah, I st- I still um I think it's it's a good uh like it's a good defense to go against um even though like their line is like the Chargers line is pretty good, but I think they can move the ball versus the Chargers. Now, you're you're the guy on the podcast that lives with the hype. Do you have him in the, the top five this week? Or where oh no 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 no. Is he going to be no, lower? No. Okay. Yeah no no. He's top twenty four, but okay. not 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 
Yeah. Just just is testing the water, seeing how how high you actually got him. Top twenty four, not a top twelve guy. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, Panthers running back Miles Sanders practice in full on Wednesday. I'm still staying away from it. I did I did find an update on Zach Moss. Okay. Uh, per the Athletic, Moss didn't practice Wednesday due to lingering elbow and heel injuries. So don't they don't sound like they probably don't sound like extreme, but you know, just kind of banged up sore. Take a Wednesday off. Yeah, I mean, just easier flip back to Jonathan Taylor, in my opinion. Like, how do we get Zach Moss off of the field with him playing so well? Oh, he has this injury. Let's uh, sit him on Wednesday. He'll have to get less snaps. Exactly. I I agree with that. Especially with how well well, uh, Taylor did last week. Yeah. Yes. 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy is in concussion protocol. Wow, uh, you're just Sam gonna have to. Darnold show. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I. Yep, I guess. Are this will you be a test? This will be a test for this offense. Are you scared to start Brandon Ayuk or Kittle? Um, no. I think I think you still have to. Um, I know it's tough. I mean, well, it's Cincinnati, so they're not. I mean, I don't know. It's just, yeah. I think you. I think you play them. I think you play Ayuk more than you play Kittle. But um, I think it's a good matchup for Kittle. But um, yeah, it just it makes me a little bit more concerned. But hopefully this system is works it out. What did Aaron call it? The redemption tour? Yeah, there he goes. The redemption tour of Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold redemption tour. We love it. (laughs) Uh, Dolphins running back Raheem Mostert and wide receiver Tyree Kill did not practice on Wednesday. Uh, So Mm. Something, something to keep your eye on. I think it's probably more telling for Mostert than it is Hill, seeing as Mostert's been out for a week or so. Yeah. Um, Seahawks running back Kenneth Walker and wide receiver Tyler Lockett didn't practice on Wednesday. Kenneth Walker dealing with the calf injury. Tyler Lockett dealing with the hamstring injury. Mm. But it looks like DK Metcalf is going to play this week after missing oh, okay. last week. So. I think you start up DK. Uh, Zach Charbonnet. If Kenneth Walker misses this week, mm. can you play Charbonnet? Who do the Seahawks play? They face the Browns. Cleveland? Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's the oh. whole. Probably staying away. I do not want to face Miles Garrett as a running back. Yep. Oh, yep. no, no, no. Thank you. Yep. Fair. All right. That'll do it for the news. Let's get into some start sit questions. Gentlemen! All right. So I'm going to give you guys some players. Producer, and why don't you join us for this one? Give us your opinion here. I'm going to give us some players, and you guys tell me which one you'd start and which one you would sit. First up, Mike Evans or James Cook playing each other on Thursday night. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll preface this one which with a another, I think you can play both. But... Mm-hmm. And I have them, I have both these guys ranked as top 12 plays this week for their respective position. Um, but I'm going to give the slight edge to Mike Evans, just, and it's kind of the wide receiver versus running back kind of favor. Um, but in five out of six um, weeks that he has played, they have, did have a bye in one week. Um, he has had at least eight targets, with a majority of those being 10 target games. Um, and even though James Cook will likely get more touches, seeing as he's had only one week under 10. 
I think Mike Evans ceiling is a little bit higher than cooks. Um, while you can't rely on them getting a touchdown each week, Evans has had four to cooks two, um, and cooks one while cooks is used both in the run and pass game. I think he gets enough yards, but I think he'd need a touchdown. And this Tampa Bay defense has only given up, I think one touchdown to running backs all season. Um, so yeah, I think that gives Mike Evans a little bit of the edge. I think he'll be more likely to get a touchdown in this game. Yeah, I think the upside plays Mike Evans here. Uh, the streak down the sideline for a touchdown. It seems to happen quite often for him. Uh, mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield a little bit banged up. He looks like he's going to be uh, good to go this week. Um, yep. But if I think if you want that safer play, I have no problem going with James Cook. Uh, yes. Like he only said both of these guys are starts, I think. I got to go Mike Evans. Not not only could Mike Evans, in my mind, catch that forty yard up the sideline pass, but he can, um, if they get into the side the five yard line, he can catch that just like fade route because they love yeah, throwing sure. it to him. James sure. Cook and James Cook, in my mind, needs a touchdown against a, a better Buccaneers defense, and it'll be harder for him to get that touchdown. This Bills defense has been struggling too. Mm. So as of uh, the past couple games, yeah. All right. So Mike Evans is the answer there. Uh, next, Daryl Henderson or Christian Kirk. Daryl Henderson playing the Cowboys. Christian Kirk playing the Steelers. This one is pretty easy for me. Yeah, I think so, too. I think people are living off the hype of Daryl Henderson. Um, yeah, do, do not. It's yeah. go Christian Kirk because, you know, he is the hot hand in Jacksonville right now, um, and they have a great matchup versus the Steelers for the wide receiver position, they can take advantage of that secondary. Um, I mean, we all know TJ Watt is one of the best players in the league, but if they can, you know, use, they'd have to, yeah, get stuff in the secondary and that's what wide receivers do. Um, it gives them a lot, a lot of opportunities to score, um, which he's done the past two weeks. You know, he's had no fewer than six targets since week one, um, which seems to be kind of his outlier for this season. Um, and on the other side, you know, Daryl Henderson, you know, snuck his way to being the starting running back um, for the Rams versus Pittsburgh in week seven. He had 19 touches, 66 yards and a touchdown, which is a really good day. Um, but this week, like JJ said, they face Dallas um, and just it's just let's face it. The Rams offensive line is not ready for the Micah Parsons project and his pass rush bunch. It's just they're not. And they're going to be all over Stafford and this O-line, and I think that leaves little opportunity for Henderson. So you go with Kirk. Yeah, the way that the Rams beat this Cowboys team, if they have a shot, is quick passes to Puka and Mm -hmm. Cooper Cup. It's not by running the ball with Henderson. While he might touch the ball 12 to 15 times, 30 yards is not going to be great. I don't think he has a great shot at getting in the end zone. Give me Christian Kirk with the amount of receptions that he's getting. Henderson mm-hmm. is going to have a lot of touches purely because Sean McVay keeps the offense varied to keep defenses on their toes. He's not going to, yeah. he's not going to do much with it. And it's not like Royce Freeman did not play at all. They almost split the backfield evenly last week. It's Darryl just Henderson, Henderson got in the end zone. Daryl Henderson also um, has played there before. He's played under McVay. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's so easier to I slot get, him I get in. And, the hype, but let's, let's cool it a little bit. Yeah, no, it's gotta be Christian Kirk. He's, what is it? Uh, 
50% of the games he scored a touchdown in. He's getting targets. He's getting receptions. His Honestly, his only bad game was week one, where yep. he had three targets, one catch, nine yards. After that, any game that he doesn't have at least 60 yards, he has a touchdown in, so that's not a bad thing. Every other game, he's getting 60-plus yards. Um, I mean, go with the more consistent player right now. Darrell Henderson, mm-hmm. you don't know. He He's played one week, and he... Was he on the team earlier? I don't remember. No. Yeah, he was, was signed. No. So go he was the- not on the team. The Rams told you what they thought about him yep. during the offseason. Yep, and then they were they like, him- Kyron yeah. Williams is hurt, so I guess we got to bring back Daryl Henderson. Like, they're yeah. not happy about it. They don't want to have him there, but it's the NFL. It's a business. It's their best option. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep, so uh, Christian Kirk's the answer there. All right, next question. Drake London at Tennessee. Or Damian Pierce at Carolina? I think this is the hardest of the bunch. Yeah. I think they're the most similar, like the most similar. Like, you know, they both have up and down games. They both have decent to good, like pretty good matchups this week, but they've been unreliable. You know, like one week I was, you know, saying like, oh yeah, you can go all the Atlanta pass catchers. They're doing great. And then just to shove it in my face, they don't have a, a midweek. All of them have a mid midweek um so and a lot of that is dependent on on desmond ritter you know and his accuracy and how he he he, can't fumble three times in the red zone (laughs) right after literally like drake london almost i mean not literally but like looks like he almost breaks in like his neck trying to get into the end zone and then yeah desmond ritter just fumbles the ball um but i just i think if any game's going to be the game for for um, for Damian Pierce, it has to be this one against the Panthers. Like the Panthers are just really, really, really bad, and so like I, yeah, I, I have to like I know the Titans are are nearly just as bad, but I I think there's other factors that affect whether Drake London is well or not, and so I think Damian Pierce, you know, this will be an up game for him because. Goodness knows the Panthers are not a great team. So yeah. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go Damien Pierce. Fair. That is fair. I have no problem with it. I'm gonna go London. Um he's a target guy. I mean, mm-hmm. let's let's throw out week one where he only had one target. But since then, eight targets, six targets, seven targets, nine targets, twelve targets, and then seven targets. He hasn't always produced with them. Um, but I'll, I'll take it. Uh, yes, Desmond Ritter makes me mad. Throw with all the turnovers, interceptions, and fumbles. But uh, Drake London is the target guy there. Kyle Pitts is kind of putting it together. Let's get Bijan back on the field hopefully this week. Um, but yeah, give me, give me London here. That's fair. Uh, I think I'm going to go London as well. Damian Pierce only has one touchdown this year. He has no games above 100 yards uh, from scrimmage. Okay, yeah, sorry, I had to confirm that. Uh, he has no 100-yard games from scrimmage, one touchdown. Um, in a non-PPR league, it, I think this is closer, just because Drake London has the possibility of getting like just like 28 yards. But in a PPR league, even even weeks that he's not doing so hot, Drake London, he's he's getting some receptions. Um I'm sorry. I'm looking at Damian Pierce's stats, and holy shit, this man goes 1.3 yards before contact. That's it. His offensive line is ass. 
This man is that that is his run style though. I know this man's he, run style is tuck the ball and run forward. Yeah. Hit, hit try to run through whatever's in front of me instead of trying to avoid them. You know what? It's kind of working. He's getting one point six yards after <laughs> after contact like, every time. He's getting it, more it yards after work. contact. It worked for him all last year and why people were so high on him. Yeah. Mm. Like it's just not repeatable necessarily. No. no. I mean, he's, he's not the same, but it's almost like they need to bring in like another running back to be that more finesse back. And then he can be like the Mike Tolbert back. I, th- I think that he's more Singletary's slowly more eaten into his, mm. his playtime too. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I think if you're in a super deep league, Singletary is not a terrible ad because you're what in like a, what would you say? 12, 14 or, oh, in a 12 or 14 team league. I th- in a 12 team league, I think Singletary is an RB like, He's an RB2 on his team, therefore, you know, an RB4 or so. But some teams are probably really weak at running back, and so why not mm, add? That is true. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I, I got to go 20, with London. I think 28% rostered, so. I'm I'm more hopeful in London uh, yeah. than, than I am in Pierce. Right. Although I do okay. like Pierce. I do like the running style. <laughs> like, just to watch. Not, like, for fantasy, yes, but, yes. like, it's just fun to watch. He's just yeah. like, I'm going to go fucking through you. It's just sad that he's already at the running back position that doesn't doesn't last very long in the NFL, and then that running style is going to make it yeah. so much quicker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for our start-sit questions. Let's get into some fantasy fights. All right, well, I guess so, I'm... Producer Ian, yeah. Yeah, ahead, I'm taking it. over this one. <clears throat> so, our fantasy fights... Weekly rankings are out. These are some uh, players that uh, JJ and Keone are going to fight over because they have a difference of opinion. So the first one we have up is Ramondre Stevenson. JJ is high on him. He has him at 15, and Keone has him at 26. So Round one, fight. So I get that Ramondre Stevenson has felt like a disappointment this season. If, if you drafted him, um, you drafted him pretty high, probably second round, hope maybe the third if you were lucky. Um, but hopefully you haven't given up on him yet. Look, the last two weeks, he's been a top 15 running back. That's where I have him again, top 15. Nothing explosive, but just getting the job done. He's not seeing the rush attempts that he was earlier in the season that were making him a top 20. 20 running back where, you know, he was finishing 2021. Um, but he's seeing a ton of targets lately, six targets each of the last two weeks, five catches, six catches. He's also still out touching Zeke in the red zone, though. Zeke is eating into that. It's just them two. So it's going to be one of the two. Manja is getting on first down. He's not getting the job done, getting into the end zone as much as I'd like him to, but he's still getting the opportunities there. So you got to, you got to give him that. Um, and he's also seeing 10% of the red zone targets for the team. At the running back position, that's a pretty high number. I think Stevenson can get in the end zone against a Miami Dolphins team that you need to score against. And so I, I have Stevenson at 15. So, yeah, I mean, it could like, I do agree that it might be a little low for him this week, but. It's because this week eight has now reopened the floodgates with no teams on by. So all the players, you know, that have been missing or have been gone the past two weeks, 
everybody's now in the pool and fighting for, you know, top fantasy rights. So much more opportunities for other running backs to sneak ahead of him, push him back in line and including, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, not that Ezekiel Elliott is going to be ahead of him. I do not have Zeke ranked <laughs> ahead of Ramon J. Stevenson, um, but he is, you know, kind of eating a little bit into his, his uh, amount of touches and, and the workload that he's getting. Um, you know, Zeke had his third most touches of the season last week. And I think they will continue to kind of share the load against Miami. Um, the Patriots might also have to abandon the run um, at some point in this game, depending on which Miami offense decides to show up, you know, like because easily Miami could drop, you know, a ton of points on on the Patriots and then just them just be like, all right, it's going to be a Mac Jones to Kendrick Bourne type of day. But that um, keeps right Stevenson. They're trying to come back and it's just not worth it to go, you know, to the running back at that point. Um, and I agree. He does get a lot of passing down, which, which, which is very nice for, for a running back. Um, you know, and he does get the majority of the carries, but the reason I think it's more of one of like the ranking things where it's just like, Oh, somebody else ahead of him. And then just, that's why he just fell so far. It's because there's a lot of people, um, you know, I got guys ahead of him, like a returning Derrick Henry from a bye week. Um, you know, I have Damian Pierce ahead of him versus a bad Carolina defense. Um, hot Deontay Foreman versus the Chargers, even Gus Edwards versus Arizona. Um, those are just to name a few. I think I have those guys slightly ahead of of, of him um, that just push him out of the top 24 for me. Um, and so it's it's less about his ability and more just like, there's so many mouths to feed. They're going to put their spoons before his. Yeah, he's just hedging his bets because he just traded for Ramondre. So <laughs> Ramondre does good. His team does good. If Ramondre does bad, well, he called it on the podcast. I see you. <laughs> I see your ploy here. Uh, no, look, I get it. They might be down early, but that, that feeds right into Ramondre Stevenson. He is the only passing down back mm. there. Um, I I think look no running back has caught a pass has caught a touchdown on the Dolphins yet this season. Ramondre hasn't caught a touchdown all season. I think both of those change this week. He catches his first touchdown, and the Dolphins well obviously have a running back catch a touchdown on him. Dang, calling it wild. Um, I gotta agree more with Keone. To be fair, I will I will reveal something. I did trade away Ramondre Stevenson because he was pissing me off. Um, but the the main thing I'm going to discuss is uh, Zeke just seems to be doing better when he gets the ball versus Ramondre Stevenson. Like he has 27 less carries, but only 44 less yards. Um, Ramondre is just not doing just doing great. I mean, he's he's doing what he's doing but, okay. But watch the games because all all so much of Zeke's yards have came in garbage time. Whenever everyone is benched, and this man's like, "Yeah, that's, I'm going to run for five to carry now." That's fair. I while <laughs> while I agree, that, he's not outplaying Ramondre. That's is my only point. I get it. He is eating into his time, but he's not outplaying him. While let's, I let's, agree with your statement that if the Dolphins get up fast. It plays into it, but it could also just be that the Dolphins switch it to garbage time way faster. 
So I, I gotta agree with more with Keone. I gotta agree with more of twenty six spot. I once again would not go as high as twenty six. I do. I, I understand that everybody is back, but you got to remember that Kenneth Walker might be out. Raheem Mostert might be out. Um, Deontay Foreman is out. Zach Moss might be out. Even like last week, Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor both performed well. So um, while everybody is, there's no teams on by. There is still running backs who are out, and so I think Ramondre might be a little higher than twenty six. I'd still put him at top tw- uh, top twenty four, but. I do think that he's not going to do as well. He just hasn't done as well the whole season. I, I kind of got to go with that, with trends. Disappointing people. Yeah, he he hurt me bad. So, <laughs> all right. So I forgot yeah, I was hosting. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the second fight. Uh, in this one, we have uh, once again Keone versus JJ. For this one is DJ Moore. Keone has him ranked nine this week, and JJ has him at 20. Round two, fight. Okay, so here's a guy who didn't have a touchdown last week, but I still ranked him pretty high. (laughs) Um, I know Tyler Bajant. Agent number nine had a kind of very Hollywood script type of game last week versus the Raiders. Um, But lo and behold, he faces an even better matchup versus the Chargers, who rank last versus the wide receiver position. They have a they are the only team in the NFL who is averaging over 300 passing yards allowed per game, with the next closest team being 35 yards less per game on average. Um, they are also tied for the most touchdowns allowed to the receiver with nine on this season. Now, the Chargers can attack you up front. They have a pretty good line. Khalil Mack is, is great and all that sort of stuff. But they are vulnerable over the top. You know, much like Sylvester Stallone, they're taking you over the top. Um, and we all know how they love keeping teams in games and finding ways to lose. It's almost, you know, a parody of itself at this point. I think DJ Moore is too good of a wide receiver to not take advantage of the secondary. And I think uh, Tyler Bajan will be looking for him often. Um, He's DJ Moore has had at least eight targets in each of the last four games and 17 in the past two where Bajan has played. Um, He had nine in the last game where Bajan played the whole game. Um, So that's a really good number. Like it, it didn't drop. So that's a good look. Um, and good for his chances. I think he can overcome any troubles that Bajan has in this game, which there may that may come to it. Um, but I think he will finish with a good amount of yards and likely find himself in the end zone in this game. I just think DJ Moore is too good of a, a player on this Chargers team that likes to give you know other good players opportunities and fantasy points. I feel you. Um, DJ Moore is really good. This has nothing to do with him. It's more to do with Beijing. And I don't think he's really that good of a quarterback. Uh, it's easy to win whenever you're winning, but if, and I mean, who knows if they actually win this game, I just think it's going to be maybe a closer game, a 17 to 10 game, 13 to 10 game where yes, the Chargers still choke at the end, but, uh, doesn't lead to a lot of fantasy production. 
you're counting on DJ Moore to get in the end zone pretty much. Because even with nine targets, eight receptions, he's still finishing as the wide receiver 21 last week with Bajan. The week before, eight targets. Amazing. This guy is getting all the targets, wide receiver 35. If he doesn't get in the end zone, he's not finishing inside the top 20. And I just don't know if he's the guy that gets in the end zone. It could be a Cole Komet type week. It could be a Foreman week again. Roshan Johnson sneaks in the end zone maybe. Um, you never know. I'm just not betting that he gets in the end zone, no matter what. I get it. The Chargers are the team that are. You can probably bet on that him to get in the end zone. I'm just not doing it this week. I'm gonna agree with JJ. Um, Chargers get more, way more sacks than the uh, than the Raiders, and I think that's going to affect the game more for uh, Bajent. Um, kind of, you know, DJ Moore is very good, but. DJ Moore needs somebody to throw him the ball unless they're going to start doing end round sweeps. Um, and the chargers have 22 sacks in six games versus the Raiders having 15 sacks in seven games. So chargers are averaging close to four a game and Raiders are averaging a little bit over two. Um, it's just going to, I think in my mind, if the chargers were smart, which they're not, but in my mind, an NFL coach would see, look, we have a D2 player playing fill-in on his second game. I'm going to blitz the shit out of him. We're going we're gonna to press up, we're going to blitz, and we're going to see if he can make fast decisions. And I think that's where they're going to get him. So um, I got to agree more with JJ. 20 is not bad. Still top, you know, mm. wide receiver two. Yeah. I would probably rank him closer to 15, but I mean... 15 to 20, I, I think, is a little bit more accurate. He'll need the end. He might need the end zone, um, or he might need a lot of yak, and I, I just don't see him getting either one guaranteed. He, I think it's just a low possibility. So i got to go with JJ. Mm. Yeah, it is It is really based on that. Cause, but, again, I think DJ Moore is, like, he's good enough to do that, but it's it's a big if. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think we're all playing him. It's just. Oh, yeah, yeah, still play. It's just, sure. it's just kind of like I'm a little scared to watch it. <laughs> it's on Sunday night, though. We all get to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I have hey. to watch. It's Halloween weekend, the spookiest game of all. Oh my! Hey, God. with all those graphics. Oh, you know, there's going to be the graphics. Oh, there's oh, going to be there's going to be so many pumpkins and jack o' lanterns. Yeah. It, oh, sack o' lantern <laughs> patented. Trademark. If they use it right now, I'm I'm going to sue. <laughs> yep. That's all right. That, that, that's how we're going to get our money. That'll do it for our fantasy fights. Let's move on to some busts of the week. Lord have mercy. I'm about to bust. All right. So Keone, who's a fringe player that you are not starting this week? Um, I'm not starring starting. Um, Amari Cooper. He is playing on the road, and we all know how Amari Cooper just hates traveling. You know, maybe he needs some to have Taylor Swift come to his away game so he can play like he does at home. I don't know. Um, or just at least maybe a cardboard cutout of her. I, I, I Whatever. Um, we saw it last week, <clears throat> and it may have been, you know, even cost, you know, some people a fantasy matchup playing him in first place in, in their league. Um, but... You know, it's all right. Uh, he finished wide receiver 63 versus Indy in a game that Indy should have won. Um, and we know Deshaun Watson is out again. PJ Walker is just not connecting with Cooper. 
On 16 targets, Walker has connected with Cooper just six times. That's not very good. Less than 50%. So I cannot rely on that in a crucial game, which at this point in the season, they're becoming more and more. Um, So because of these issues, I have him finishing outside the top 24. So if you have to make a tough choice for your flex spot this week, I would bench Cooper as long as you have somebody like you're weighing against him. Obviously he does he weigh if he's way better than your bench, you know, don't put somebody like, don't do that. But um, yeah, I just, if, if it's, if there's a, if you have to make a choice, I would go with the other player versus Cooper this week. Yeah, I agree. I, I like that. Uh, I got Terry McLaurin, uh, you know, going against Philadelphia this week. That is a tough matchup. We know Terry McLaurin's, the number one wide receiver there in Washington, but Sam Howe is still the quarterback. Um, I just, I don't see him. I see him getting some targets again. So if you're in PPR, maybe you, this bumps him up a little bit into a starting position, but if you're in half PPR or just a standard league, he's, he's not going to get a lot of yards. Maybe he has a chance at a touchdown, but I really don't think so. This is if Washington wants to keep this game stay in this game, they're going to have to keep it low scoring and not let Jalen Hurts run all over and pass all over him like he's been. Um, I just don't see it happen for Terry McLaurin this week against that, mm. that stingy defense. Yeah, much like your argument for like the the Chargers and like how they get sacks, just Fletcher Cox and, oh and Jalen Carter are going to eat in this O-line. Yeah. So... Um, speaking of good O-lines though, but a player you still don't want to play, it's, I'm going to go the Zach Moss, mm. um, Jonathan Taylor, Miss AKA Mr. Fitted, you know, he's put on his suit, found the right one. And he is back in his rightful place as the lead running back on this team. Now, while both he and Zach Moss had 18 carries in week seven, Jonathan Taylor had a few more catches than Moss and he was able to get 120 yards on the day to Moss's 62. That's just, just, just under double the amount. So Jonathan Taylor is 007 to Zach Moss's 006. And much like Sean Bean, Alex Trevelyan in GoldenEye, Moss's touches in this backfield are numbered. Those days are numbered. Um, Taylor just does so much more with what he's given and he just shows why he's like one of the best backs in the league. Um, you know, not that Moss is bad. It's just, he's not Jonathan Taylor because Jonathan Taylor is so much better. Um, Moss is also dealing with that injury to the, was it elbow and, and heel. So that, you know, could affect him, I guess, or at least the amount of touches that he gets. Um, and it's kind of a tough matchup versus New Orleans. So that's why I have Moss sliding down the rankings outside of the top 24 while JT goes up, up, up the escalator, escalator, escalator misses the eels. (laughs) So tough break for Moss, but yeah, just it's all, it's Jonathan Taylor at this point. Yeah, yeah, it is. And um, Moss is definitely hold on to type of guy through his injury and everything. Uh, Don't drop him, but uh, don't, I I agree with Keone. I don't think he can play him this week. And we'll have to see how it goes. I'd much rather wait and see how it goes with him. Than mm-hmm. than not. I agree with that. Um, someone who did hit the eels, Miles Sanders, mm. coming back from injury. And I know you, a lot of zero RB, hero RB teams drafted Miles Sanders. This guy's going to get so many touches. He's going to be amazing. Who cares if they suck? 
Uh, well, you should have cared because, well, it's not worth it. He's finished in the top 24 running backs twice, um, finished in the top 20 only once, and he's not even getting that many touches. Nine touches, 13 touches, seven touches in the last three games. Then he was injured coming off the bye week now for Carolina. I don't want to start Miles Sanders. I, I don't. I just want to stay away from it. Don't care that he's coming back from the injury. Stay away from him. Find someone else to start. Absolutely. You should have other people at this point. You can start instead of him. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for that. And that'll do it for the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember to tell your friends where you guys are getting the best fantasy advice. Send in your questions on all social media at FF Daydreamers and head over to our website, daydreamermedia.com to get all of our content and everything that we do. We record these podcasts Sunday and Wednesday nights over on Twitch, twitch.com slash daydream media. So if you want to come hang out with us, that's a really easy way to get your start sit questions answered is come drop those in the chat, come hang out with us and listen to the podcasts live and hear all our mistakes and mess ups. Um, Kenny, you got anything else for the people? Um, have a safe Halloween weekend. If you're celebrating it, you know, during this weekend, I guess, I mean, cause we'll have another podcast before Halloween, but if you're going to a party or doing something, True. be safe. Don't be it dumb. Is. Don't, don't drive 70 and a 30. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very or anything true. worse. So there you yeah. go. And stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.